Back in 2002, shortly after I was ordained a priest, I had the opportunity to go to Rome for Padre Pio's canonization. So it was me and my pastor, and we got there about maybe four, five days before, and we met up with another oblate priest who was coming from Austria. And uh, Father Stefan asked us, he says, so show me your tickets. So we, we pulled out our crowd tickets. We had the green general admission tickets. And he says, you didn't get the orange tickets? I said, what are the orange tickets? He goes, well, the orange tickets, those are right behind where the bishops are. And the bishops are right where the Pope is, John Paul II. He goes, they have special tickets for religious priests. And I said, well, how, how do I obtain these tickets? He goes, let's see. He went to his contact, and on short notice, they said, we can get those tickets for you, but you must be wearing your religious habit. Problem was that in the summertime, leaving New Jersey, coming to Rome, packing a heavy black wool cassock was not on my list. So, wanting the orange tickets, we FedEx our habits. And they said they'd get there the day before the canonization. We said, perfect. Problem was, is that no one answered the door when FedEx came. So they left a little note, you know, sorry, your cassocks are not able to be delivered and you can no longer go and sit in the orange ticket seats. So a little discouraged, I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, it's gotta be tough, you know. We had first class and now we're going back to coach. You know, and, and before, I was fine being in a crowd with 300,000 people standing for three or four hours in 100 degree weather. I was going to be okay with that until I knew there was the possibility of something more. So Father Stefan kind of looked at the back of the tickets that says, you know, religious priests are supposed to wear their religious habit. He says, they don't know what your habit's supposed to look like. He goes, come with me. So we went into the sacristy, and we pulled out a couple of albs, kind of like the servants have, to have like a little hood on them. And we, we got a, a, a St. Benedict cross, big St. Benedict cross, and we put it on a chain, and we put it on the outside, and we looked in the mirror, and we said, maybe this gets us past the Swiss Guard. Maybe. So we said a prayer to San Padre Pio that this could happen. And so we go in our counterfeit religious habits, and the Swiss guard looks us up and down, and he says, all right, you're in. So we go to our seats, we sit down, we say, let's not talk to anyone. We're pretty sure that the other priests and religious there are going, these guys don't have a real habit on. Today in the Gospel, Jesus, Jesus uses a a parable for us about the kingdom of heaven. And we know that in this parable, that it's about a wedding feast. And that there's some poor guy who was invited, but shows up without his religious habit. He does not have his wedding garment on. And so at first it seems cruel that the king who invited him would then toss him out. But what does the wedding garment symbolize. 
What it symbolizes is sanctifying grace. And that's the garment we all need if we want to go to heaven. The book of Revelation tells us that nothing impure can enter into heaven. And so the day that you and I were baptized, we were, we were clothed in Christ. We had a physical uh, baptismal garment. And sometimes those garments have been passed down for years. But, but this is what the priest or the deacon who's doing the baptism will say or has said to you after you've been baptized. And they, they, they send out like a little stretch out their hand and a blessing on the garment. It says, you have become a new creation and have clothed yourself in Christ. May this white garment be a sign to you of your dignity. With your family and friends to help you by word and example, bring it unstained into eternal life. Bring it unstained into eternal life. At the end of our life, at our funeral mass, one of the first things that they do, what we do, is we take holy water and we bless the remains with holy water. We're recalling the promise and the beginning of that life of grace that began for us in baptism. And then we'll take the, they call it a funeral pall. It's that white cloth which they will drape over the coffin, symbolizing the wedding garment that you and I were first clothed in when we were baptized. The other day I was just out shopping and browsing and I was going through the shorts looking for a nice pair of golf shorts and I saw a white pair. And I said to myself, who would buy a white pair of golf shorts? It's so hard to keep clean. And I think that's true for us. We've been entrusted with this white garment, this spiritual garment, and it is hard to keep clean. That's why Jesus gave us the sacrament of reconciliation, of confession. The sacrament of reconciliation, confession, it's our spiritual dry cleaning. It's where we get to re return to that, that sanctifying grace, that purity. And why would we want that? For two reasons. One, that's our white ticket into the eternal banquet. Two, it also gives us access to the Eucharist. St. Paul says that anyone who eats or drinks the blood of Christ unworthily eats or drinks condemnation on them. He's talking about someone who's in a state of serious sin should not approach the Eucharist. We need the sacrament of confession repeatedly so that we can prepare our hearts to receive him more worthily in the Eucharist. I would just invite you today to to see this Mass today for you and the, the Masses to come after as a wedding rehearsal. I think we can see the Mass as, as, a, as a wedding rehearsal. In what way? Well, profoundly as you come down the aisle of the church, it is to, to meet the, the lover of your heart and your soul and of your life who waits for you. And, and he, doesn't, he doesn't want you just to take his hand. He wants you to take his whole being, his heart, his mind, his soul, his body, his divinity. He wants you to receive all of him. 
And that we would want to give our all to him. And what is it he most desires is, is a heart that is pure, that is ready to receive him. And that we see this as a wedding rehearsal because I think profoundly when we come to Mass, we're, we're stepping into heaven for a few moments. We get a foretaste of what is awaiting us for all eternity. And we pray that in this Mass, in this encounter, in this Eucharistic embrace, Lord Jesus, that I may love you above all things, but I need you to, to change my heart, to heal my heart, to aflame my heart with love for you. So as I continue my pilgrimage in this journey of life, I do so with, with great trust in you, but also humility. And those times that when I, when I go and I eat and receive that which is not of you, I take that into my heart and my soul, and it somehow contaminates me that I would, I would come with great confidence to the sacrament of confession, to let it heal me, let it retain or restore that baptismal uh, grace of holiness, of sanctifying grace, that I may more worthily receive you in this most amazing gift and grace. Amen?